Hey, Jill. Happy. Hello. 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 Yeah, hello. <laughs> we know our member. <laughs> I know it's November. We need to yeah. sing November carols. Yeah, let's let's some listeners uh, write some songs for us. Uh, That's uh, right. We need to get Stephen. Um, he he wrote the Barnes and Noble song for us. Uh, yeah, happy happy November. How are you planning to celebrate? <laughs> Watching a lot of films noir. Okay. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I I love this time of year because it's, um, you know, you've got the trifecta of great themed movie months. So you've Mm -hmm. got your, your spooky season, which sometimes spills into September. Mm -hmm. So you might even get like a solid four months of great theming. So you've got spooky season to watch all of the horror and thrillers and all that stuff and then you go right into november for your uh film mm-hmm. noir and then you got december right after that where yeah. you're like elf buddy elf yeah. that's right that's <laughs> right i'm gonna, it's a I'm gonna be watching elf that's right and scrooged and uh, yeah. uh you know anyway so i love this time of year is so hectic but it's such a great time to revisit the films that I mm-hmm. love. It's like a perfect excuse, right? And kind of the mood is set, but also um, it's a perfect time to kind of explore uh, the new to me stuff and people are putting recommendations out and all that. So yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It, it really is. And and honestly, I think noir films, and we'll get into this uh, in a, a, a good bit, um, most of the ones we'll be talking about, and again, we'll we'll, we'll cover that, um, are ones I've seen. But I think noir films are almost the most rewatchable. Like, um, oh, absolutely. When you see these film lists, I think I haven't seen one or two. Um, maybe, uh, well, or one for a long time. But it's the same when you haven't seen. So, um, so yeah, we're we're getting into November, and this is our third episode of Cine Journeys. And this is the first on this topic, but not the last, because we're going down, Jill and I are going down an actual journey. It's our first one. And I think this is a good opportunity to kind of talk about some of what we're doing now that everything's out there. You know, we had to be kind of guarded and until we could launch stuff at the appropriate time frame. But I have people asking, you know, what is Sin and Journeys? What is the podcast? Uh, So, yeah, I just want to clarify a little bit about what we're doing and how it relates to the podcast. We've we've had some some questions. Um, Somebody uh, actually. okay, I'll I'll, I'll say my dad. Hi, dad said, is that just a podcast? (laughs) Is that a podcast behind a paywall? Because I just don't subscribe to those. And I was like, I don't either. And it's not at all. The podcast is free and it's um, and I, I think that you all will find our journey is interesting whether you have the time to join us or whether you just kind of want to hear some of our takes but um i doubt if anybody's going to complain can complain about us talking noir for a few weeks um what do you think i mean um no i think uh i think (laughs) this is (laughs) (laughs) no yeah you did but that's all right um no so basically this so the podcast is it's like its own thing 
right? It is, yeah. Um, but it is supplemental to what we're doing over on our website, cinejourneys.com. And it will be complementary to the journeys that right, we right. are putting on. So to kind of explain how we set the, this up and so that hopefully this kind of better, you can better understand what we're doing. The Substack and the, the way I've kind of described it, Nair and I have talked about this is the Substack is sort of the, the, the public facing um, mm -hmm. front door, right? And instead of, for those of you who listened to our other show, Patreon was kind of the main platform where if you wanted to get unedited um, episodes, that's where that was. Um, we kind of felt that what Substack is doing is there's a little more flexibility um, mm -hmm. and it gives us, it just gives us a lot of options. So basically the Substack is, yes, you're getting unedited episodes if you sign up for a monthly or an annual or a founding membership. Um, you will get additional posts, maybe additional videos that are not um going to go out on the free podcast feed which is with all of the um major podcast platforms um but also the founding members who that's just a little bit higher tier of a subscription we basically are giving those members access to um a lot more on our platform on cinejourneys.com. So it's kind of like a portal to that, but they're also complimentary. So I think there was some confusion as to, oh, if I subscribe, say with a monthly subscription, does that not give me access to all of these other things? Um, so they're, they're two things, but they're also, you know, it's a, it's a, hand-in-hand -hand relationship um and then over at the website there will be these journeys that are standalone registrations so you would so for november you can register for that if whether you're and you do not have to be a subscriber to our Substack. exactly um you don't have so, to come in through the front door you can come that's in through right. the back door you <laughs> can come in through the back through the back door <laughs> And, um, or a side door or however you want to say, yeah, that. let's go with side door. <laughs> so you can, you can register there directly on the site for November. It's 10 bucks. If you're mm -hmm. a founding member of the Substack, we throw that in as a perk and it's free. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that everyone kind of understands what that is. And as part of that, you know, again, we're building a community really. Mm -hmm. So we will be having these, um, you know, we are calling, so, you know, they're not courses. Okay. Right, right. We are calling them journeys because this is not a class. This mm -hmm. is not for a grade. There are, there are no quizzes. This is really a chance for us to talk about film. Um, maybe give some, um backstory into uh the production of a film or what was going on in the political climate at the time and then really just get into appreciating the film itself and the people who made the film 
and mm -hmm. really jumpstart a conversation with all of you. We're going to have a forum. There's a, and hopefully that conversation we already do, yeah. Continues. Right. So hopefully that kind of clears up some of the the confusion around the difference between what the Substack is doing and what the journeys and everything we're doing on the website. Also, keep in mind we are very much in a soft launch phase. Yes. The website is not completely built yet. Um, we're getting there. Aaron is like he's busting it. <laughs> it might so, be by the time it might be close a little closer than by the yes, time this comes out. I that's think true. Uh, that's yeah. true. Because we're we're recording um, in October, releasing. We are. In See, and these yeah. are the things I always forget <laughs> that, like you know, it's. But um, but there will be kinks, and um, that's kind of why we're kind of slow rolling this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So please, uh, if something's not working right, let us know. If you have a, a suggestion for something, please let us know. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, we just ask, you know, hey, just be patient with us while we kind of work this out and and get things get things rolling yeah, yeah and at some point on the website there'll be some automation for um people that yes. aren't on the sub stack or to for them to uh, have their voices heard so more to come on that um yeah i i will say that we have a good many um noir member registrations so far and it's a really interesting group uh really smart people in that group and I, I can't speak for everybody because I don't know everybody that's registered, not yet, but some of the people are um, very knowledgeable cinephiles um, and I'm really looking forward to their takes. So yeah, it's going to be fun. And Jill, I think in a lot of respects, these will be journeys for us too, because I think we overlap, our tastes overlap in certain ways, but not entirely. Refer to the October episode, right. I do watch slasher films but we're not going to subject you to a slasher film journey. Uh, but but I, I tend to skew a little more foreign and you're a little more classic Hollywood, but we both like, yes. you know, there, it's like a Venn diagram. It is. With a lot of overlap. <laughs> so um, right. it's going to be right. uh, going to be fun. And well, no, and that's a great point you, you make, Aaron, is that there's going to be discuss. I mean, there will mm -hmm. be things that are, I don't want to say out of my comfort. Well, you know what? I will say that. There yeah. will be films that are going to be out of my comfort zone um, that no, you're not going to make me take a journey on slasher films, but <laughs> I may be exploring topics or uh, exploring, yeah. you know, that I am not, um, maybe that's not my first choice. And so, mm -hmm. so this is going to be new for us too. And um and hopefully for everyone that signs up for these journeys, like hopefully there's something um, new that you will, uh, ex uh, you know, watch for the first time and explore. There is uh, some new stuff for us and we'll get to that actually. Um, we'll, we'll get to the dates and uh, the films that we're going to be um, talking about, because even if you're not going to be in that journey or, you know, in those discussions and um, you'll, you can still be part of the conversation. I think you probably still love noir films because like, right, who doesn't? Um, one thing I want to share is that we have a um, a link tree for the podcast and I'll put that in the show notes. Not sure where you're listening, but we're pretty much everywhere now. Apple, Spotify, Google, 
lots of little ones. My email box is getting blown up by by uh, radio providers uh, this very moment. Um, and uh, and so the dates. So obviously, November starts on November first. That's um, the <laughs> the easiest date uh, when the starting date. Um, and then we we will have uh, some some special episodes, and we do have a special guest that we can't mention their name. We just can say they're very cool, and you're going to love that episode. And so will the people in the yep. journey. Right. And and as far as the, the November is a weird month with holidays. I mean, really, that's the case with all the, the entire end of the year. So week one is going to go to the eighth, and uh, week two until the fifteenth of November. Uh, we'll, we'll work with the people um, in the journey to decide on a date and time of meeting, but hopefully those days would work. Um, week three is weird because there's this little holiday called Thanksgiving, and I'm going to watch The Last Waltz, and I'm sure you will too. So, And people will be seeing family, so we'll probably then have our third week discussion um, after Thanksgiving, maybe on the weekend. Sunday is the 26th. That's a possibility. And then we'll have a final week four towards the end of the month. We're not sure when that discussion will be, and then we'll have a wrap up and that'll, that will extend into December a little bit. So there will be a little offset. We're going to do a holiday films thing in, in December, which is going to be light. And so, yeah, that, that's it. It's going to be a, a busy month, but a really fun month. Uh, yeah. You want to get to the films? Yeah. Let's, let's get to that film film list. Um, all right. So week one, do you want to take, take that Aaron? Yeah, so uh, week one, well, one thing I'll share is that we got these uh, recommendations from a lot of our, our uh, founding members, and um, in fact, I'll correct my spelling of one of them I haven't seen, but uh, <laughs> we, uh, as Jill mentioned, you know, there there are a lot of free noirs, you know, I think German expressionism is huge there, but also French, there was some French noir, and a lot of what we ended up seeing during the war and after the war, you know, I think some of those bitterness um those bitter feelings at least were starting to um permeate in french films so sort of the late 30s right. there were some i call pre-noir um pepe lamoco is a big one uh but um for this we're gonna we're uh, gonna see port of shadows by marcel carnet so he's a um he's done a couple that are um are similar to to pre-noir um and uh, that so that's streaming on Canopy and some other places. And then the next one is uh, Charles Vidor, and it's called Ladies in Retirement. And this is, I believe it's 41, so it's an early noir. And I don't think I've seen it. So uh, uh, have you seen it, Jill? I have. And it's been, um, I think it's been about 15 years. And I just remember it being bonkers. And um, Ida Lupino's in it. Um, yeah. And, you know, she, I, I love Ida, um, especially as a director. And and she was mm -hmm. a good actress. I mean, she, and there's a few films I just love her in, but she also plays, there's a couple performances where she is just bonkers off the wall. Mm. And I would call it almost borderline hammy um but it works because it's so this this one's an interesting one because it's it and we'll get into this later in the show but it it's borderline and there could be discussions about hmm is this a 
uh, noir or not. And I would mm -hmm. definitely put it in the noir category, but it's got more like melodramatic elements to it. But um, I'm really looking forward to revisiting this one um, because I, I remember it just being just absolute bonkers. Um, so yeah, it'll be fun. I can't wait. Uh, and it's new to me. So uh, that's new to me. And uh, with that acclaim, um, uh, and also it was suggested by somebody that is a, uh, a big yep. um, Ida Lupino fan. So that that's exciting. Well, uh, yep. week two. Yes. We have double indemnity, indemnity, um, where we get to talk about my favorite thing, life insurance. <laughs> life insurance policies. <laughs> life insurance. So what, so... We're, so what we're gonna have is a full hour <laughs> of Aaron um giving us the ins and outs of uh a more is it amortization charts. That's and, not, uh, I guess that could be, yeah. I'm not going to talk about mortization, but I will talk about double indemnity, which is double the pay. That's really all you need to know, or double the payout if you die in an right. accident. So, uh, yeah, that's if you die in an accident and you happen to be injured on said accident. Wait, is that right? You like, no, no, no. If you, if you're injured and you die on a train, <laughs> yeah, so that's highly exactly specific. That's exactly how the policy is worded is to, if you're injured and then die on a train, you get um, no, it's it's any accident is just twice. So that's that's basically it. So uh, we'll be watching <laughs> Double Indemnity. That's a fun one, though. Yeah. I, I can't wait to watch that one again. And then, and then we get this one. Leave Look her this to heaven. Matching. Yeah. Our matching discs. Our audio. Uh, Audio uh, listeners aren't seeing yes. this, but we're both um, having we both holding up uh, Gina Jean Tierney. Almost called her Gina. Yes. <laughs> Why did I do that? And boy, and, yeah, the, that Stone Cold Stare. Uh, I mean, people that have yeah. seen the movie know it. I really cannot wait to explore uh, that one a little. The further. artwork, the artwork on this cover is fantastic. So, this film, um, this was one I picked for. I was kind of waffling back and forth, but this is the one I picked because. Um, it's gotten more, um, more eyes on it, mm -hmm. um, since it was released on twilight time, um, several years ago. And I think that was one of the first times it had been on home video. And then, um, criterion put this out, I think late 2019 or early 2020. Wow. Time and, flies. um, I know it's insane. But this film, I think a lot of people hadn't seen it because it's a Fox film. And, mm -hmm. you know, we all know that Turner Classic Movies, the channel, is how a lot of people see classic film. And with it being a Fox film, they don't play a lot of um, 20th Century Fox um on their network. Um, that's not to say that they don't at all. It's just not um it's just not as routine as say like, you know, Warner brothers or MGM or RKO. So um, this film has kind of enjoyed a, a new audience mm -hmm. and it's also in luscious Technicolor. Yeah. So like almost Circean, um, I'd, I'd say. And it's very domestic. It is definitely Circean. Yeah, yeah. It's super domestic. Um, and, you know, it does kind of, go it is a melodrama mm -hmm. but 
but it is psychotic. Yeah. I mean, so so this and you, and and I um I I saw this the very first time I I saw this was in twenty their twenty seven I think it was twenty seventeen, and I saw it in nitrate, hmm. um at the Egyptian Theater in Los Angeles, and That's awesome. I saw it with my friend Wade, um and he just kept telling me like you you're just and the whole time and i i had my hands on top of my head <laughs> and i was going oh my god oh my god she's not no she's not oh yeah. oh 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 she is i yeah. mean it was just it was bonkers you can't get ready for that and and it, honestly even no. seeing it before you can't get ready for that i can't wait to see it again no yeah so wow that's week two double indemnity and uh leave her to heaven so week three we actually have three films so hopefully people have some yeah. but the, the thing is we are not making people watch these films uh honestly i've of seen course. i'm holding in a lonely place i've seen it i can talk about it in fact i could talk about those two films um without re-watching them but i will i plan to re-watch it so in a lovely place is the yeah. uh first movie and yes notorious uh by duran duran and alfred hitchcock um, <laughs> Which my background here is yes. from Notorious, from the the party that uh, mm -hmm. uh, Alicia throws and the champagne clock is ticking and there's just a lot going on there. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of people would not consider this a noir. And I think, um, no. I, you know, it, it might not check all the boxes, but neither does leave leave her to heaven because it's in technicolor so um yeah. there's always a little bit of innovation it's not like there were no rules we'll talk about that in a second but um that's right but then we uh we also have uh the killing by stanley kubrick who um we were just talking about yesterday and in fact um jill did you happen to listen to my um the uh, matthew modine or were you by chance on that episode <laughs> I wasn't, but I did listen to it. Okay. When, when you were talking about Kubrick uh, the other day, I was thinking of that episode and Modine talking about. Um, so anyway, yeah. But yeah, this is old school Kubrick. Uh, I guess his second or third film, right? Yeah. Because there was mm -hmm. Killer's Kiss and um, uh, Fear and Desire. But yeah, this is. And a, this is just a great movie. So that's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. So that was week three. Week four, really excited. Uh, we're going to start, yes. well, I don't know what order we'll do this. I, I really will talk about them at the same time, but we're going to do another three movies and we're going to do Mean Streets in 4K, uh, well, in 4K for us, because uh, there's the Criterion release is coming out right about probably a week before um, we get to discuss this. So if people don't want to buy that, they, they can rent it, you know, at a streaming service, Yeah. but um, I'm buying it. <laughs> I can't wait. And so we'll talk about too. that. At, and uh, I have not seen it since I was a kid, or not since I was a kid, since I was buying DVDs. So that was like a young adult. And Jill? And I've never seen it. So yep. it's one of the few Scorsese's I've not seen. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. There's another Scorsese I have not seen that I think we will see soon. Yes. So, uh, and then we also, so, so this is like our post-noir, neo-noir. Uh, one false move in 4K. I see yeah, we look, both have the shrink. We're both holding up our copies and they're both still wrapped in plastic. Yeah. 
We're so, counting down the days until we take her off. Um, sorry, people will great. people will hear <laughs> hear the wrong thing. But yeah, another <laughs> great great movie. I actually just watched this a few months ago on the um, the imprint set uh, when they did their 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 post noir. Um, I threw in a little bonus. Uh, the last waltz. Oh, so there you go. All it's right. not November, but I will be watching that for sure. You will be watching it during November. The last one <laughs> was kind of so we 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 kind of just kept on adding films. Uh, so this is the Big Lebowski, and audio listeners cannot see my bowling ball DVD set, which um, that it is actually so has ridiculous. the holes. It has the DVD in it. Um, so I'm gonna <laughs> leave that one there. Uh, and watch another version of it. But I wanted to throw something at you. What about this one? Oh, this is the yeah, trial. I got it over here. That's right. By this guy named Orson Welles, who is really good at roasting people in the 60s and 70s. It, I, I think this is a noir. I might try to squeeze this in as well. I the think trial. so. I, I haven't seen so. the trial. Yeah. So this is this is a first for me. And I mean, to see it, can we? Can we, does it, what about Thelma and Louise? Um, How do we feel about that? I've already seen the 4K and it was great. So you're going to love that. I I think it's really a, a fun so movie. Do we think I, this is a little, little neo, a little neo-noir? A little bit. Yeah. Maybe? But they're, they're kind of femme fatales to themselves and Brad Pitt kind of. So um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's, uh, of course, Universal Noir. Now, this is not part of the, we're not going to talk about that on the journey, but um, this is number one. And I know that you have number yep. two and you're on number two. Well, you're on yeah. both of them. Uh, well, I'm on number one. I actually, so these, these, um, and, and again, we'll get into this in just a minute, but like these um, indicator sets are great, right? Yes. Um, yes. Because so many so they did the um if you don't know they did the columbia noir there were five of those i believe um and so the um you know the thing about these is that not all of them you would necessarily go oh that's noir right but they're definitely kind of movies that are some of them are on the kind of the fringe um it's hard to to categorize and they may have elements mm -hmm. and so i'm totally down with them being included so i wrote an essay um for this set on larceny um which stars john payne it's a it's a great taught like it's like 70 something minutes i mean it, that's nice bam 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 get it over and then the the uh universal noir 2 which just came, it was actually delayed mm -hmm. and it just came out um, in the last week or so. Um, and this one's really great. And it has, um, I did a, um, like a video, I guess a video essay or something on um, Frederick March and Florence Eldridge, who uh, were real life husband and wife. And they starred in the movie, An Act of Murder, which is awesome. um, in this set. So yeah, um, so those will be ones that yeah we're not covering for November, but we're we're uh, we'll be mm -hmm. dipping into those on our own. So 
it's like it's like going to into the ball pit at uh at like uh, say a fast food <laughs> restaurant or a kid's uh, playground there's just yeah. so much noir so much to play with so we're we're going to get our hands dirty not as dirty yes. as the people in the movies but you know we'll we'll, we'll enjoy living living or dying through them <laughs> so well okay right Since we are both noir aficionados, and I think a lot of our audiences, and of course, um, especially the people that are going on this journey with us. But because the, there's there's um you know a very common vocabulary with noir films um, that they're probably familiar with, uh, thought we should maybe just kind of cover some of like the high level what is noir. Sure. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll just start. Um, so. And, and, you know, this is not a noir 101. You can read this on Wikipedia, but um, maybe a little context for what how we're going to cover it. Uh, so uh, film noir, like nobody said, OK, I'm starting film noir. Um, and in fact, it's very, very uh, uh, controversial, <laughs> which is the first film noir. You know, a lot of people say Maltese Falcon. A lot of people say Stranger on the Third Floor. There's a lot of um, options. Um, so we're not going to have that debate, but uh, but we will. Um, we will talk about um, the the French critics, uh, Carrière du Cinema. So those are many of them became the um, founders and uh, major figures of the French New Wave. But it was really uh, Andre Bazin and uh, and some others that uh, coined the term. Uh, so for those that don't don't know, a war happened and France was occupied, and then all of a sudden they got these American films from all this time, and they were just enraptured. I mean, can, Jill, can you imagine getting like 41 to 45, like all at once, um, every week, a I new mean, Casablanca or, just, you know. I know, like an embarrassment of riches. And then what's crazy is at the time, you know, ho at least Hollywood, they didn't treat these movies mm -hmm. like most of them. They didn't treat them like there was going to be any staying power. I mean, they would, th they would throw a movie out, yeah. you know, and then, and then pull it back, you know, play in the, the movie theater for a week or two or something like that. And, you know, they just didn't think that any, for the most part, they didn't think these would be, people would be watching them today. Yeah. You yeah. know, it was, it, you know, and you would have an actor that maybe is under contract and they're filming six movies at a time and they're hopping around, right. uh, hopping around the lot. So the fact that like, number one, they like, it just, just the fact that they got all of these at once and that they were still, I think that even helped maybe that helped keep keep them alive because hollywood's already moved oh, yeah. on they've oh, already yeah. gone on to the next thing mm -hmm. so um and but that's one thing i mean hollywood loves itself and loves <laughs> to talk about itself and loves to see movies about itself um but the and we're seeing it now unfortunately when they're pulling titles off of streaming services and doing away with them they've been doing this since day one yeah yeah and um so to have have all those films all of a sudden be dropped in mm -hmm. and then you've got a whole new audience you know that that had to contribute to the the conversation about these oh my god let's revisit these so you know so maybe there's there's a silver lining out of world war ii 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to take a glass half approach to that, but, um, but, but, but yeah, they, they also didn't realize what they had. I mean, they, they were, they didn't say, let's no. make a noir movie. They said, let's make a crime fiction. No. And, and boy, once you, once you use something that uh, Maltese Falcon was pretty good. Um, hey, Murder My Sweet was pretty good. Maybe borrow something from that. And, and it caught on. And also uh, from, you know, French films, and they were seeing those as well in Hollywood. Um, most of them had seen, you know, a lot of Soviet montage, uh, German, German expressionism as mentioned. So I, I think they're just taking those influences. And, and also we shouldn't forget that a lot of people emigrated before the war. And a lot of those people, Fritz yes. Lang among many, um, uh, Sid Mac, you know, there's lots of uh, of foreign-born directors that made noir films, but yeah, uh, to your point, with 70 minutes, that's because the studios didn't value them. They were B pictures, you know, intended to run as like a double feature or with a newsreel, and like something like Detour was probably, I, I believe it was actually overlooked, but it's found an audience over the years, and that's been the case with a lot of the right. films that we just showed you. So, um, so yeah, so so. That's so they retrofitted all the films into the genre for the most part. Um, I don't think I think it was like 1950-ish when Bazin um, coined noir, and there um, and and it was still during the peak period. So um, so yeah, what constitutes a noir? I guess I'll ask you that. Yeah, so it's a tough question. No, it's really tough. And and as an aside too, is like even before we were making. Because really what, what, so the war really influenced the storytelling um, with noir. But if you go back to the 30s, when, mm -hmm. when especially like Warner Brothers, they were pumping out these gangster films, a common thread in that was World War One. So a lot of, like, if you think about like um, the Roaring Twenties, that movie with uh, James Cagney and Humphrey Bogart, they're World War One um, veterans, so that was so. Even though they didn't, they didn't really have the same format as uh, of uh, noir in the forties. They were still playing around with that um, general ideas. Although mm -hmm. you can take those films of the thirties and you can absolutely you can box them in and go, these are gangster films. Period. Boom. totally yeah yeah i think and then universal the monsters the 40s, too yeah yes absolutely there's it's it's a very distinct era mm -hmm. you get into film noir and the vast majority of it at least of the kind of grittier um kind of b and they're not all b films but a lot of yeah. them are um yeah. is post-war so you've got a um protagonist or anti-hero who is down on his luck or he you know he's out of out of work or he did something bad in his past that and he's trying to like you know go straight um you know maybe he or he was and they're almost always veterans in some capacity it may be briefly alluded to um they may have addiction or ptsd or you know which they would call um they didn't call it that they would you right know, right um so um th there would be that and then there would be some they would get wrapped up in some sort of 
um, criminal enterprise. And it's typically because of a woman. And that is what we call the femme fatale. And because that guy is, sorry to be crass, but he's chasing the poon. And (laughs) then he ends up, either she double crosses him or triple crosses him or quadruple crosses him. Mm -hmm. um, Because she's actually the girlfriend of the real bad guy. Or, she, you know, there's always some complicated situation, but a woman is almost always involved mm-hmm. and um, almost always he finds himself in a really bad situation. And that's either dead, going to jail, or um, he loses every he, he loses something in the end. Right. And it's almost always because of her. So you get into a very complicated, interesting dynamic. And what's great is the the roles for women in these films, they don't exist. These these roles are amazing and they they are complicated, layered performances like Double Indemnity that Aaron is holding up. Like, Th- that's like a field day for an yes. actress, right? Oh, and can you imagine when Stanwyck read yeah, that script? The roles oh, for women then were so amazing. Now, mm-hmm. did they were there trappings? Absolutely. Were was there sexism? Absolutely. But man, the roles were so so good. Um, but in terms of like aesthetics mm-hmm. on a film noir, now this is not. This is not always the case, but there are some general guidelines. So we've talked about the femme fatale. We've talked about the protagonist slash anti-hero. And I say anti-hero because they're very rarely clean. Right. Okay. Um, but also you have you have things like um light and shadow. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you think about in dumb, double indemnity, there is literally a scene in shadow with light coming through Venetian blinds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that in every noir? Absolutely not. But there are signature, there are stylized things that are common. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um I, I, I want to say that's kind of a lot yeah. of smoke. There's a lot smoke. of smoke. There's usually a double cross somewhere. And usually there is some, there's, are you going to see a happy ending? Happy ending? Mm-hmm. No, but, and they don't have to be black and white. You know, I would say the vast majority in the peak era which we're saying is like peak film noir. If you go back and you look at this time frame, is like 40, 1941-ish to mid-50s. But nothing is hard and fast. There are always going to be films on the very outsides of that. But we're talking about peak film noir. The vast majority are going to be black and white just because the vast majority of films were still being filmed in black and white really until like the the early 50s just from like a cost perspective um but 
there are plenty of technicolor noir as evidenced uh, by you know this film lever to heaven that i'm holding up um and yeah so that's kind of film noir yeah, I, I think the only one, only thing I'd want to add is that it they definitely borrowed, and so we already mentioned Mr. Wells. You know, he yes. mastered this early and influenced a lot of filmmakers. But there's this uh, uh, art concept called chiaroscuro lighting, yes. I'm, and so um, so that is just Google chiaroscuro. I know you probably can't spell it, but even if you mess it up, you'll probably find it. But it. Uh, they took those some of that influence and um and yeah good good point about the there there were some a pictures um, definitely double indemnity where Ed, edgar yes. g robinson is a supporting character and an amazing performance by the way i, I love him in that film but um but yeah that one is going to be a little more prestige than say detour larceny and just looking right. at the universal and then you box. have like yeah. the bogey bacall movies right. i mean oh, those course, yeah. were those were absolute a list Mm-hmm. which they didn't even say a list back then but those were those were top top productions mm-hmm. that had that featured their top stars so those are one you know Maltese Falcons Falcons another one you know that is that is top the pic the picture behind me of Notorious which again I know some people don't consider it a film noir but really truly at its core it is and it it has all of those things again that is alfred hitchcock um you know who at this at this point you know is extremely established in in the united states and has proven himself although it's still relatively early in his hollywood career i should say but um but yeah i mean there were plenty of like you know huge pictures that were coming out but the goods where the goods are are these these b pictures and you know i think about those phil carlson movies like 99 river street um you know where they are just i mean they are low budget and they are gritty and it really um it really it, it almost get it gets you in the mood for some mm-hmm. sleaze you know there's just <laughs> some sleaze so um so yeah and then you get into you know kind of like neo-noir and right? yeah. and guess what people noir is still being made it is yes and it doesn't have to be you know again they retrofitted it to Hey, what do we call these movies that have been yeah. coming out? What's this phenomenon? Because the the world was shit during World War II, and now this is this has you know influenced this whole genre. What do we call it? But all those movies have inspired. If you've seen a crime picture, if you've seen um, even like a, some action adventure, yeah, a yeah. cop movie, like horror, any of those or thrillers, horror, yeah, absolutely, they have noir elements and mm-hmm. and noir films are still being made absolutely yeah, I can't, can't wait to explore explore that I, I think also um they reflect the history of the time well I say the history yeah. they reflect what was happening so like notorious addresses nuclear fears um which was very much a topic post-war and not Nazis and like Nazis, where did the Nazis go because they didn't catch two. them all so you know yeah, yeah they were still still out there um 
yeah. But uh, but yeah, they they kept on getting getting made. But of course, um, earlier they oftentimes directors would use noir as ways of getting around the code. So to your point yes. a, about like the bad endings for people, like a, a, the code required people that committed any crime to either end the film in jail or in dead or whatever. So um, yeah, there had to be a consequence, right? You would have these really thrilling uh, endings and sometimes very uh, fatalistic endings, but you get a lot of grimy adventure up until then that uh, the studios or the, sorry, the code would often, you know, call out the studios. So, um, so I, I think it actually um, escalated or the end of the code, which was kind of towards the end of noir is when that kind of started fading. I mean, that's also when post-noir started coming out with the new American new wave, they were all influenced. So yeah, we're, we're going to watch mean streets by Scorsese. Oh, he definitely loved noir. <laughs> he still still yeah. does. Well, and think about like Robert Altman's Long Goodbye. I mean, oh, that is, yeah. you know, it's a great film. That's neo-noir. And it's, you know, there had been mm -hmm. Philip Marlowe films made in, uh, you know, in the 40s. So um, this is, the, it's a repackaging of, of mm -hmm. for, for the current time. And and what they could do in the films in the 70s were things that they could only allude to in those films in the 40s. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to see some titties, you know, <laughs> going to. Yes, you're going to see titties and it and it and it's going to have a it may have a, you know, a more accurate ending to the source material, you right, know. Right. Yeah. So. You know. Yeah. Some, sometimes they'll get away with it in, in post-noir. And I think that, you know, it filmmakers took a lot of liberties and so i i think sometimes you know, I, I love peak noir but um sometimes a post-noir you know where you know the the bad guy wins the anti-hero wins is kind of fun too in a in different way so yeah we're going to unpack a lot of that stuff um but really the legacy of noir is only so that dead men don't wear plaid got made <laughs> so, <laughs> right right if people don't right. know that movie it's basically every noir clip and steve martin <laughs> and listen let me tell it's you funny. and i'll just i'm i'm gonna throw this out there just like a little teaser there will be at some point a steve martin carl reiner journey <laughs> that is nice. that is nice. that is my my hope is to cover the films that they made together and dead men don't wear plaid is one of them and um That's so fun. yeah it's a lot of fun so, yeah so and there even the long goodbye you know it's 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 an homage but it's more of an imitation you know a kind of right. in the 70s so there's a lot of that and yeah when we um uh, talk about post-noir oh and yeah of course the big lebowski so that the big yeah. lebowski is I feels like a noir. Um, I mean, it's it has, noir. It, yeah, I mean, it, has, it, it is. It checks those boxes, but it it's does. funny. It's funny as hell. It's, it's probably funny. The, the funniest post noir. And I'm sure everybody's seen it uh, uh, numerous times, but, um, and I have my bowling ball. I will not be. I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten arguments over this. Like it is noir. Oh, and for sure. For sure. So, um, no, and, you know, and you could even get into, um, I mean, there's even like aspects of like Columbo yeah, that have yeah. noir aspects. Oh, it's, I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's everywhere. And the show. So, yeah. 
absolutely. So there's, it's, it's homicide. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a fun, it's a fun genre that really, um, encompasses a lot and and it is kind mm-hmm. of fun to go you know we've talked about how the oh is it noir or not and how that right, argument right. is maybe a little tired but mm-hmm. it is kind of fun to look at a film that maybe isn't blatant on that and kind of try to find a common thread there that exactly. really is kind of a fun a fun exercise you know so and I can see we'll we'll definitely be doing that with Notorious and others that are, are you know on the on the fringe since we've used that word a couple of times of mainstream noir. We'll, we'll, so yeah, it's going to be a great journey. And so uh, yeah, we'll have some other podcasts. We we'll have some special guests. Uh, nobody to announce yet. Uh, we might even have some people from the journey as well uh, join the show. Yeah. We have a lot of options, but. Um, yeah, looking on looking forward to going on this journey with you, Jill, and with the yeah, uh, same. people that have registered or and the deadline, of course, is November 1st to register. The film list won't change, the dates won't change. But um, if you want to join us, you're more than welcome. And yeah. uh it's 10 bucks or founding member. That's it. So we'll put the link yeah. in the show notes. And yeah. um, and yeah. All right. Well, Jill, as always, good talking to you. I guess I'll Great see you tomorrow. To you. <laughs> yeah i know in the flesh <laughs> all right well that is noir member yeah uh, let it happen yeah let's go